Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and today we're going to have some fun talking about a movie that I have enjoyed since 1992. It doesn't get talked about nearly enough. What am I talking about? Well, from 1992, this is Stay Tuned, directed by Peter Hines. Sorry to disturb you at this hour, but I have something you want. A new TV? It broadcast programs no one had ever seen. Wednesday at 9, don't miss an all-new episode of The Silencer of the Lambs. Then one night, Roy and Helen Nable got sucked in and discovered that hell <laughs> is one TV show after another. Let's welcome our new contestants, Roy and Helen starring in every show. I've watched enough wrestling to know one thing. It's all fake. No one ever gets it. Not fake. Not fake. So the object, the object, Mr. Pierce, is to kill them before they reach the end. Oh, my God. We're cartoons. I am not a mouse. I'm Helen Nable. I have two beautiful children. Mom? Our parents are trapped in television. Now, they can't go home. <laughs> They can only switch channels. Where did he go? Hey, lady, watch out! And every series is a nightmare. <laughs> That's entertainment. Because Satan is the sponsor. Okay, everybody, head spins. Very good, very nice. Well, time to rock and roll. Star me up. You got star me up. This comedy from hell. That'll save her. Stay tuned. Where have you been? And I can't talk about this one by myself. I got to bring my old pal Mason in. Mason, how you been? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm so uh, glad to have you back. Uh, Mason and I work together at uh, Alpha Media in uh, Fort Dodge, and you are the morning show host on KWMT, and you do uh, a show on 92 Rock as well, the regional rock hour. And a lot of times we would hang out and uh, talk about old movies. And I know we talked about this one a couple times, so I thought I should bring you on for this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One of those old classics, you know. uh, I think so. Snubbed by the Oscars, but what do they know? Yeah, they're a bunch of jerks. Um, you know, it's funny re- going back and watching this movie again. Uh, for people that don't know, it's about uh, John Ritter, and he is a kind of couch potato, lazy guy in his, I would say, late 30s, early 40s, and married with a couple kids. And all he does is hang out in front of the TV. His wife gets really mad, destroys the stuff, and then uh, a demon character who's in human form, played by Jeffrey Jones, which is, as we found out more about, his life is actually pretty accurate. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the <laughs> uh, devil, right. He offers him uh, this great service, this big satellite dish with all the with 666 channels. And it uh, transports him and his wife into uh, basically hell. And they got to go through these different TV channel dimensions 
Um, at 11 years old, I was a big fan of this movie, and I think I related to John Ritter's character a bit too much. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of TV, a lot of movies, you know, um, really kind of got in, got into my own head doing that stuff, you know, like, yeah, like he did. Yeah. And this was on, uh, I remember this being on TV a lot. Like it was on a, probably HBO quite a bit uh, in the early nineties. And then it just disappeared for like the longest time. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't seen or even really thought of it in quite a, quite a while until you brought up doing this again. And like, oh yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I got like, like I watched it on Amazon, but I believe I still have the DVD like in a box somewhere, you know. See, like, I never it, and I never owned it. Five dollar bins, yeah. I was hunting for it forever, like it. I couldn't find it anywhere, and it was one of those. By the time I remembered it and was like, oh, I should look this up. I should try to find it. The DVD was like kind of out of print, so they were selling it for insane prices and i would look it up on itunes or voodoo anywhere digital amazon uh for like many years like is it out yet no no still not out and then finally like a year or two ago it finally came out digitally and i i mean i bought it immediately i think it was only like 10 bucks but um i loved this movie and uh i i still occasionally it hasn't happened for a while i would have kind of recurring dreams that i would that the like tv portal that they have to jump in all the time. Oh, like yeah. that would pop into my dream. I'm like, oh, I got to go in there. I wonder where I'm going. Like, I, that's how much I, I enjoyed this movie when I was younger, that it would still like pop up in my dreams occasionally. Yeah. And I think a, a big part of why I loved it would just be the, you know, I mean, it's, it parodies so many things from pop culture at the time. Oh, so many. And, and I am, uh, I'm a huge fan of just parody and like, Hey, hey, you're, you know that, like, here's just a slight swerve on it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's basically how Family Guy makes all of their, you know, jokes nowadays. It's kind of, it's very similar to that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, and it came even before that with, uh, you know, like the Naked Gun, you know, the first Naked Gun oh, yeah. before that. And uh, Airplane, I love that one, like, uh, mm. top, top Secret, you know, like... Top- that's that's a pandemic watch for me. I had never seen it until the last last year, and it's hilarious. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how it escaped me for so many years. <laughs> yeah, Val Val Kilmer. He really showed his chops in that one. I I'm not the first guy who fell in love with a girl he met in a restaurant who then turned out to be the daughter of a kidnapped scientist, only to lose her to a childhood lover who she'd last seen on a deserted island, and who turned out 15 years later to be the leader of the French underground. Nick Rivers, I would put higher than Batman. At least when it comes to Val Kilmer. I agree with you 100% on that one. Earlier I mentioned, so John Ritter was in this. John Ritter, of course, became famous on TV with Three's Company. Uh, his wife in this is played by Pam Dauber, who is in Mork and Mindy. She was Mindy. So you had like the TV royalty kind of in this tribute movie for TV. Um, you had mentioned it spoofs stuff. I mean, I made a list of all the things that it spoofs. Uh, it's got three men and Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Sadistic hidden videos, which I cracked up at. I thought that was hilarious. Your um, <laughs> uh, Encyclopedia Satanica, uh, which I don't see. And a lot of these things are very dated references now. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. if this movie would track well with the kids. Yeah. Encyclopedia Britannica, which it was based off of, like, uh, you, I'm pretty sure you had a set of encyclopedias or two in your house as a kid. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah we, had, we had a set of encyclopedias. They were old as hell, too. Yeah. Yeah, and missing the S and the and the W X Y V, you know. They also did 
uh, Northern Overexposure, which I laughed at more this time because when I when this came out, I didn't watch that show because it just seemed like a grown up show that I didn't care about. We've actually watched the whole thing a couple of years ago, and it is one of the weirder shows I've ever seen. And their description of it just I was cracking up at it. 30 something to life. I've never seen 30 something, but I always thought that joke was funny. Oh, um, yeah. The, the Silencer of the Lambs. Meet the Mansons, which is like Leave It to Beaver, but with little little Charlie Manson, which, yeah, with Tommy Soda uh, as Chuck. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Different Strokes, which is the exact same name, but it's about old people dying. Yeah. Uh, the Exercises, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, one of the easier jokes: driving over Miss Daisy. I mean, that one they they didn't oh, they didn't yeah. try too hard at that one. Oh no! But then <laughs> the look on his face as he's back it like he puts the car in reverse and goes back so over. So excited! Yeah, yeah. It just is like whoop! Here we go. And uh, of course, my personal favorite: my three sons of bitches, which uh, <laughs> was wonderful. <laughs> See, I uh, I think one of my favorite parts of the entire movie was when he ends up. Uh, in three's company, you know, like yeah. he's in their living room and he's on the couch. And where have you been? You know, freaks out. That, that's a, and it, like, I like that it, he, when they immediately get to that little spot, uh, he just immediately falls over the couch, which yeah. is like, he <laughs> did those pratfalls all the time on the show. So it was, uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, that was one of my, I mean, like, I would still put Three's Company in my top five favorite shows. Like, that's hilarious. That's those, yeah, I haven't, I always liked it. Yeah, I've probably seen Three's everyone. Company. That's awesome. No, I, I, uh, so did you like it when they changed? Was it Chrissy that left? Oh, see, it, it, was, it didn't really bother me. I mean, I was watching it more in repeats then, you know, right. um, but then like seeing the story behind it and how, you know, like, Suzanne Summers was just blowing up anyway, like in popularity yeah. and, and got a big sense. hit about it and, you know, like tried to get more money than John Ritter at the time, especially, you know, like right. I'm not saying those barriers shouldn't have been broken down, but, you know, like, are you really going to do a lot on that show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's falling over everything, probably hurt himself constantly. Well, um, and he, was focused, he was focused in more of the storylines than she was, you know, yeah. like he got into more elaborate stuff. Like mm -hmm. she, I mean, she was just kind of a dumb blonde. I wasn't a huge fan of Terry. Don Knotts beats the Ropers. One of the things I, I loved as a kid was a good remote control. And that's like oh, yeah. one of the main features about this movie is a remote control that can take them anywhere. They don't have it for most of the, for most of the movie, but I, I love that uh, there's this like universal remote that you can go to whatever show you'd want. That, like that blew my mind when I was a kid. Oh yeah, mine too. Absolutely. Uh, I really, really dug that. I just love this uh, this little world that they go into. And first, the first thing uh, that kind of you see in the movie is uh, you meet Roy and Helen, and they're not in a good they're not in a good place when the movie no. starts. No, no, they uh, <laughs> definitely not. Like I mean, she's packing up, ready to go. They, he just wants to watch the TV. He just wants to watch his sports. Watches old fencing movies yeah which i mean i thought that was kind of weird that like oh, okay yeah you know um i guess spoiler for those who haven't seen it but like the end how he ends up like spoiler alert spoiler alert uh i'm, I'm a fencing teacher at this fencing school yeah like, it's a weird it's a weird like, place to put him like bro you're gonna have some problems here uh <laughs> how can you keep that kind of business going full time you know yeah i, I mean it was uh 
92 and i don't remember it fencing being a, a widely known thing for us kids i don't think we were real big into that type of stuff right then i thought it was funny in this too they've got two kids and the boy is like every 90s movie kid super into technology and oh, yeah. is scheming he's scheming to get money out of people extorting people that's what all the kids did in these movies zach morris was a terrible influence on society that's it's true I mean, he was i mean uh, like a lot of the, and he had that other typical look with the the glasses and like the backwards hat and stuff too you know that was very typical and then i was also as i was re-watching it i was a little creeped out by him videotaping which i love that too videotaped his sister making out with another guy like you know yeah making out with dude like um yeah that's that's kind of weird like <laughs> very uh, much so a weird thing too with the sister um and it's not weird in the movie or anything but the day that i watched this i i, I watched the soleil moon fry documentary on hulu kid 90 where it's just like all of her old videotapes she used to just videotape everything um of her soleil moon fry funky brewster for people that don't know and if you don't know that, it's a really old show in the 80s that they brought back on Peacock. Um, but the the sister from Stay Tuned is in it. She was like oh, friends wow. with her and she interviews her. I'm like, that lady looks really familiar. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the girl from Stay Tuned, which I've literally never seen in anything else. And now I'm doing a double feature of Heather McComb. <laughs> it's the, it was the weirdest. I'm like, wow, I, I would never imagine that she would be in this because. It's like every child star from the 90s was basically in this documentary. And I was not expecting to see her because, like, I don't remember her in anything else. Either kid. This was the only thing I've ever seen them in, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I I checked it out, too. You know, I went on IMDb, like, which a lot of times, like, especially with older movies, you know, it's like, huh. You know, go through there, kind of see, like, also, like, all right, who did I miss? You know, mm -hmm. I, like, I like catching the big name, you know, like. You know, you find out, oh, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton Commando. What the hell? You know? Yeah. You don't know, know who they were the first time. You're like, wait, they're in this? What? Yeah. Sorry, sir. Yeah. Lost him. Like, that was all he had for a line. But, I mean, that just. A, yeah. That was a damn good impression, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, it, it I, love the, I, love, I had to go off in the movie. <laughs> I love the, uh, the, the cast in this movie. Like we said, Jeffrey Jones. He was in everything in the 80s and early 90s until you know you he's kind of a shady dude in real life but uh he's really good in these movies like i always enjoyed watching him because he was either really nice or he was really like bad and oh, yeah. he looks like he's having fun in this movie he's really good as spike in this yeah because i think he had a chance to be less subtle with the you, you know like i mean yeah. he's able to put it all out there you know like I, mean, I guess he could do that with Howard the Duck after he. You I was know. gonna say he's not quite as far as he is in Howard the Duck, but uh, yeah. for, you look, at times I'm waiting for it. Yeah, you look at like Rooney, you know, in Ferris right. Bueller, and that I mean, like, yeah, it's a bad dude, but it's uh, you know, it is a little more subtle, you know, like yeah, like exactly. He's, well, he's a he's a normal person in that. Yeah. yeah, you got that, and then he's like the super nice guy, dad, and Beetlejuice, and then. You get him as just a bad guy in this. And he looks like he's having a blast. Titan bombs versus the gigantic space gate footed lizard. Oh, Titan arm, this is Titan bomb. That's entertainment. 
Uh, Eugene Levy's uh, one of the, not quite an executive, but he's one of the guys that works with him. Very cushy down here. I mean, you can cool your heels in here for the rest of eternity if you kiss the right ass. And let me tell you, these lips ain't calloused for nothing. <laughs> Who probably, he ends up getting thrown into the TV world as well. Uh, and he's just falling apart the entire movie. I love that. You can't you can't go wrong with Eugene Levy. No, I think he did a great job too playing a hack comedian that dies and goes to hell. And yeah, you know, so it's pretty much you can tell he butt kissed his way to get where he is. He's perfect, and he's uh, bringing in a new trainee uh, who it, it's played by Eric King. Who I at first he was one of those that I'm like, wait, who is I know that guy, and he's uh, from Dexter. He's from the first like two years of Dexter, I believe. Oh, is really that, is that dope. dope? Yeah. Are you serious? Wow. Yep. Surprise, mother. No, yeah. He uh he got jacked to play Dokes and Dexter. I didn't even Yeah, totally looks totally different. He's got yeah. hair in this. Um, but I'm like, that's he looks so familiar. And I thought, like, that's not from he's not from Dexter. And then I looked it up, I'm like, oh my God. And, yeah. and the whole time he's like, you can tell he wants Jeffrey Jones's job. And he's just, he's like the new, what did we say? He's like a film student or something like that. And he mentions all yeah. these like pretentious directors and stuff. And just the fact they're going from the different, there's a professional wrestling scene and one man gang is in that. Yep. yep. One man and gang. I looked up uh, the female wrestler because she didn't look familiar, but she's, she's just a stunt woman, but she's played a wrestler in a bunch of things, but I don't think she was ever actually a wrestler. That's I tried funny. to do a deep dive into her and I couldn't, I couldn't find anything other than just like a stunt woman that's, been a wrestler in movies and tv shows i could see for movies it would be easier for them to just get a stunt double to do the stuff considering that's their job too like otherwise they get like if they were to just bring in actual wrestlers you know they might have to pay them more i guess or you yeah know, get them accredited or whatever well know? they weren't doing anything like uh too crazy it was just like a lot of like slams and clotheslines and easy moves that you probably learned first first week in uh, the wrestling school um, I love that part, and I love if if this were something that you were able to get into, would there be a show of that time that you'd want to jump into? Um, of that time, well, yeah. I I would say my favorite show at that time was Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. So like them doing the Dwayne's Underworld. Salutations, oh mighty <laughs> failure. <laughs> okay, now, Mr. Nable, before we get started, would you mind telling me what you see on this card? I worship. Satin, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie was just because I was such a, a Wayne's World fan, you know, like the movie had come out. Yeah, right the same year. Yeah, like second, third grade. Like that was when I started really getting into Saturday Night Live. And it's I mean, like, I still watch it, you know, mm -hmm. like this day. But I was I was huge in it then when it was all those guys, you know, Mike Myers, I think, was probably. They tried to get them into the movie. They tried to get it do and make them do a cameo, but they were getting ready to do, I think, the second movie. So yeah. they, they didn't really have time to do this one. That was that was that was really good. Uh, geez, thinking back, thinking back then, you know, I mean, I mean, that was about it. I watched, I watched wrestling mainly back then, and then you know, yeah. it was it. It also though, it wasn't like it was today where everybody's got their own screen, you know, so right? Yeah. A lot of stuff I watched that I didn't really care for, but it was just because you yeah, know, it was on. Yeah, rest of the family, and we got you know like one TV in the house, so <laughs> yeah, not not a lot of options. Yeah. Um, 
I don't I was trying to think of the shows that I watched. It was a lot of sitcom stuff. And I was trying to think of how they would do like hell versions of I mean, Home Improvement would be a pretty scary one to be in if you oh, got yeah. put into like the hell version. You would definitely like get sawed in half or you know, something like that. Oh yeah. Tim would die in every episode, like brutally, I'm sure, you know. Salute your shorts was another one I was trying to think of, and I'm like, well. You got Zeke the plumber in that. That's he'd probably be like the main focus of the show. And and you could have a lot of fun with Hey Dude in that same aspect. Yeah, out out on the ranch. Perfect. It would have been great. Um, so yeah, I always used to think of that like it'd be so much fun to jump into things. I liked the just the idea of them going around and and one of the ma- major scenes they're uh, animated in like a very Looney Tunes esque yeah. scene. We're cartoons. Boy, this is strange. Strange? I'm an animated rodent wearing high-heeled running shoes. The word strange is somehow lacking. And I love that that's like when the kid's like, Mom? Dad? <laughs> when he sees them when they're animated mice. I'm like, ah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And then and then the, uh, the sister, when she finds out, oh, wow. Mom? That looks like Mom. It is Mom! That's what I've been trying to tell you. Our parents are trapped in television. Oh wow. Yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan of her character anyway, but then no. I mean like both the kids were yeah, just eh, no thanks, you know. Like, yeah, they were I mean they were pretty much the stereotypical 90s kids. I love the the giant satellite in their backyard because anybody now you don't even that's not even really a thing. No. But I mean I had a friend that had a satellite dish and it's like a giant thing in the backyard, or at least it was when this came out. So I was a little, I never went in their backyard when (laughs) I saw the movie. I'm like, nope, nope. I know how this goes. Yeah. I mean, but you were like, what, 11? Yeah. (laughs) You should have known by then. It was, it was. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for thinking I'm, I'm smarter than I am. Uh, It was one of those things like, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen, but just in case, Let's play Nintendo. Yeah, better better safe than sorry. Good call there. I, I'm more the, uh, if you're going from the Rugrats side, I'm more the Chucky than I am the Tommy. I will <laughs> just stay back and not do anything. Yeah. No, I've always been more of an Angelica, so. <laughs> you got the pigtails for it. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed uh, watching this movie again. I mean, it had been a while since I had seen it. And yeah, the only thing that I thought was really I'm not sure that it would work is just the fact that it is kind of dated in all of its references um, that I don't know that a a kid would really get into it this day. Plus, like you said, there's all the different streaming sites. There's all the different ways you can watch stuff now. Like I think it's a TV in general is a lot different, but this was a really fun like tribute to TV at the time. Yeah, it did. It captured actually a lot of what was happening on TV you know, mm-hmm. and, um, right down to the infomercials and everything like that. Like it was perfectly of it. Like I was enjoying just those parts where they would just show like little glimpses of commercials. I'm like, oh, I remember the actual commercial for this. Yeah. Or the uh, at the end, like in the credits, when they just do like the, you know, the fresh prints of darkness and yeah, yeah. the logos and, you know, Beverly Hills, nine oh six, 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 like, you know, <laughs> totally <laughs> dumb. But like, eh, yeah, they're take- very like. Mad yeah. magazine jokes too. Yeah. Like it was a lot of that stuff. And I, I perhaps had a subscription to that for several years of my life. So <laughs> I never had a subscription, but I had a lot of them. That yeah. was one of those, like if we went somewhere and I was like, can I get something? It's like, you can get a magazine. Okay. 
I'll get mad. <laughs> Anytime we would take a flight up till uh, just a couple few years ago, they quit putting it on newsstands. Like, you know, we'd stop in the the Hudson News or whatever, you know, like, well, the gentleman be like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to get this, you know, Rolling Stone or like a, you know, highbrow something or other. And here I come trotting up with my mad magazine, like oh, <laughs> way, better than, way better than cracked. It, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think I actually had the subscription up until they discontinued it. Nice. But, yeah. Uh, one of the, the weirder <laughs> moments in this movie is uh, salt and pepper in it at the end. Yeah. And uh, it's not really a spoof of anything. Like, no. I think it's HTV for like hell TV or whatever instead of MTV. But like, they're not different in any way. It's just them doing the song. Start me up. Yeah. They did the song and then they, uh, you know, like, and then they even helped him out, you know? Yeah. Like, so they were kind of good guys like in it, I would say. I would call Salt and Peppa the unsung heroes of Stay Tuned. They really were. And then I thought it was funny because like, so then Jeffrey Jones's character kind of has like a vanilla ice look to him. And was John Ritter Prince? Yeah. Or I don't know, Hammer maybe? It was weird, but I remember watching it just the other day like, oh, Millie, this is Millie? a cameo because they're not, they're not evil or they're not changed in any way at all. Yeah. No, that whole part, you know, like I did like, you know, and like how they hit mute on the remote and stuff yeah. in that scene. Like, I thought that was neat. That actually gained my attention back because I might have been glancing at my phone every now and then during this movie. You know, it happens. It it, uh, it happens. Like, unless I'm in a movie theater, you know, and then I know like it's going to stay away. But I try not to. And there, I mean, but there's some movies I'm watching that I'm like, I can look once in a while and stay stay tuned is one of them. Like, you don't need 100 percent attention it got a lot of my attention as a kid so <laughs> yeah when you've seen it as many times as we probably have like you get it so uh thinking about uh the movie would you uh would you recommend it to people still honestly no i probably wouldn't because if they've seen <laughs> it then they know if they yeah. haven't they're not into that type of movie anyway you know like do you think it would work if they tried to remake it since they remake just about everything i think they could they could you know use different cast of course you know yeah. Rest in peace, John Ritter. Uh, yeah, he was so good. Like, I love anything that he was in. And I think that's oh, one of the yeah. things that, too, that draws you into this one is he's just so good as yeah. as whatever role he's in. And he gets to play so many different kind of parts in this, whether it's like the film noir. I'm black and white. Hello. Testing? Testing? <sighs> Roy Nabel, private dick. Uh, better than being a public dick. Well, and then oh, what I loved about that one, too, is like them firing at him and then like they're missing with their Tommy guns. And then like, right. He put up at random and like, uh huh. Get immediately. Uh, no, he was he was a he was a great actor. And, um, you know, even like some of his later stuff, like uh, Bad Santa, he played yeah. that he played that role just perfect. And a couple of days ago, I was in uh, Women's Big and Tall. And uh, I heard these, <clears throat> um, you know, these noises. And I heard a woman screaming, yeah, oh, yeah. And I heard his voice saying, that's right. You ain't going to SHIT right for a month. For a Christmas movie, I think Bad Santa is probably one of the best ones out there. He was really good on the one episode of Scrubs he was on. He was supposed to do more. Like, he was literally supposed to film the week that he passed away and oh, they had to wow. like quick rewrite that whole episode to feature a different character instead of him. And I'm like, Oh, that's, 
because I, I, I always wanted more of him in that show and he was only able to do the one episode yeah swing blade we got to see some more uh dramatic side of him too yeah you know and like playing uh playing a gay guy in the 50s you know and like just having that flat top and the and the glasses i guess was it the 50 did I don't know. It could have just been because it was the South. It seems like everything's back in the 50s. <laughs> way back then. If he's, if he's in it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty good. This is the kind of movie that you kind of almost can remake because it wasn't huge. Like it wasn't like a giant yeah. success. This is the kind of movies I kind of wish they would redo and just see where they'd go with it. Because I think you could do a lot of different ways, especially with this, the way streaming is now. Like, you yeah. know, they would do like a Stranger Things and Stranger Things. I don't know what the kids are watching these days, so I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Well, you know, yeah. No, they'd end up in WandaVision, which I mean, WandaVision's yeah. kind of a ripoff of State. I think that is sort of one of the things, one of the reasons I kind of wanted to do this was I sort of got into when I was watching WandaVision, like, yeah, it'd be, what does this remind me of? And then it hit me like, oh, yeah, stay tuned kind of yeah. touched on stuff like this too. Um, yeah, then you know if they tried to do MTV, it would just they'd be stuck in ridiculousness. That's <laughs> yeah. all that's on that stupid channel. Yep, and teen pregnancies and all that stuff. <laughs> That'd be a weird take. I would lo- I, now. I, now I kind of feel like I have to see it. That's the thing, though. Too like we were talking about the cartoon earlier with the way that cartoons are now. You could only do it with like the way that they did it, like that kind of uh, Tom and Jerry style. You know, yeah, for sure. You couldn't do that now unless you did it with like, unless you do it with like the really little kid cartoons, just because there's yeah, so many. Otherwise it would take forever. Adult. I mean, well, I, I even looked this up and it said they were making that for like six months before they even filmed anything because, you know, animation took so long to do back then. But yeah, it would be probably really crappy CGI animation now would be my guess. But yeah. uh, no, I, I liked it. Uh it was super fun having you on. We had like a whole list of movie ideas that we could have done. So you're definitely going to come back on at some point. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe another one of these old 90s movies. because Those are fun. I, you know, we, yeah. we were very close to doing People Under the Stairs. Maybe we'll have to do that at some point because I love that one. You know, I don't think too. people talk about that enough. No, no. And uh, that one, that one's got a little personal uh f- personal meaning for me because my wife had never seen it so when i was courting her that was one of the movies i showed her like hey this is one of my favorite movies like you should watch it and we watched it and yeah and she stuck with me for whatever yeah so So, i mean there there you go that proves that's a great movie so all right well you'll come back we'll talk about that sometime how can people find you online google Uh, Mason on air on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's just Mason on air or at on air. Mason on Twitter is the only odd one out there. Um, otherwise 92 rock, uh, two to six Monday through Friday, KWMT 5am to 10am every weekday as well. Yeah. And you can hear all that at your where of course you can get all the latest episodes of the rewatch podcast. Uh, so go there, check it out. And then, uh, awesome. I can't wait to have you back on and uh, we'll talk about uh, people under the stairs next time. All right. Thanks, buddy. Great talking with you. Sorry, Spike. You're canceled. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production. Oh, he's good. He's so good. <laughs>